Hello, and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in my heart, my co-host in life. <laughs> She's also the editor of Peer Magazine, Jamie Satterley. How are you doing today, Jamie? I'm doing great. The sun is shining. The weather's starting to warm up. It is a fantastic day. Excellent. And we also have with us here our co-hoster. I would say co-hoster. Co-host. And Elizabeth, I don't want to offend, but co-host in my heart as well. Co-host and producer, the one who makes this entire thing work. Give it up for Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I'm so super great. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Let's do. Was it a morning like this, this Easter? Let's do this thing. (laughs) Yes. So Easter is approaching, which is a uh, beautiful time of year, a time of reflection and celebration in the church. But just like, you know, a lot of other times of the year, sometimes um, are the things that we do to celebrate Easter can be a little wild and wacky. And so we're going to look at just some of the kind of funny traditions that that we do around Easter time. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah, so we uh, talked about this a little bit, like, what can we do to talk about Easter? Um, and so we came up with this, like, let's just mention seven or eight things that the church does at Easter time, um, especially for those of you who, like, grew up in the, maybe the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, and we could just uh, we could just talk about it and have a little fun with it, laugh at it. But what what's, Easter this is nostalgia. Gr- this is in Easter nostalgia. That's a great phrase, uh, Captain Jamie. And yes, Easter is, again, the celebration of Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection for us. We have salvation because of his resurrection. So, of course, um, it's just a great time. So first point is, have you ever noticed, this is the first point, if you're writing down, if you're taking notes, sermon notes, if you're taking sermon notes at home, here's your first point. Um, Have you ever noticed that Easter is stacked with visitors? Easter Sunday is, I looked this up, is the most full visitor whatever, seeker-friendly service ever on a Sunday morning. It's like Easter Sunday is the Super Bowl for pastors. Yeah, I believe it. I think it's one of those things like, what do they say? All good Christians go to church on Easter and Christmas. Every good Christian goes to Easter on Christmas and Easter. So wait, here's my first trivia question to you before you begin. Easter Sunday is the most visited Sunday by people just coming in off the street. The second is Christmas. Good job. Would you like to take a guess, Elizabeth and Captain Jamie? What is the third most visited Sunday of the year? Take a guess. I'm going to say Mother's Day because I think this is the time when they're like, moms be like, kids, come to church with me. Come to church with me. You got excuses every day of the year, except for Mother's Day. You got to be with your mama. She's taking you to church. What do you say, Elizabeth? Okay, I think I'm going to be showing my Catholic roots here. I'm going to go with Ash Wednesday. Good, good guess. Nope, Captain Jamie gets it. Mother's Day. Mother's Day <laughs> Sunday is the third most. It's the Holy Trinity of holidays It's like for the church. guilt Sunday. Guilt Mom's Sunday. Gonna, I like that. you into coming to church. I like that. That's right. This always kind of makes me laugh, this whole thought of like, um, if I... If I want to be a good Christian, I'll go to church. First of all, going church, going to church isn't what gets you into heaven. But if it did, picking two Sundays out of 52 probably isn't the way to go. Unless you get bonus points for going on Easter. Like, you're like, okay, the, you know, this Sunday gets me bonus points. Advent gets me bonus points. I don't think, though, I was thinking about this. I think that those are such popular Sundays that they would not give you bonus points. You're going to get bonus points for like obscure Sunday, 
like cradle roll Sunday or uh, incarcerated whatever that Sunday is where we used to do prison ministry. Correctional do ministry anymore. Sunday. Yes, yeah, correct. it doesn't happen anymore. So, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, you know, following the, the rabbit trail, chasing a squirrel in my mind. Would you get bonus points? To get into heaven isn't, on Easter Sunday. Isn't every Sunday Resurrection Sunday? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it should be, but we don't That's always right. treat it that way. If you're not talking, listen, po- if you're not talking about the resurrection every Sunday, then you need to find yourselves another church. I'm just kidding. Don't listen to me. All right. <laughs> but it is, I will say though, like if, if I had to pick, if you were like Jamie, you can only go to Sunday uh, church services two Sundays a year. Eastern Christmas is what I pick because like you said, Matt, it is like our Super Bowl. It's the soup, the Super Bowl. Yeah. So sometimes churches, like depending on your denomination or the way your church celebrates it, like some people get all into it. Like there was a church uh, when we lived in Florida, there was a church right down the street from our house. We're all through Holy Week. Um, they had like a live reenactment, kind of a not, reenactment a little bit. Like, like they live, weren't really crucifying live, people, but they had a sold, live like, nativity, not a yeah. live nativity, but a live garden tomb. Yeah. So they had like a garden tomb and they had centurion Romans, people Romans dressed soldiers. up as centurions, uh, stationed outside two in the, the morning. You could drive yeah. by the Roman soldiers would be. And there. so like things would happen there and then a big rock would be there. And then on Sunday morning, the rock would be gone. And so it is kind of like, you know, it's, it is, a, it's a great Sunday to pick to go, go, to go to worship. Like we really, you really should. We, if that's what we go to church for is we testify to what the resurrection, Jesus resurrection has done in our lives. Um, so every Sunday really is resurrection Sunday. Before we go on to the second point, here's your next trivia quiz, Captain Jamie and Elizabeth. I also looked up. So if Easter is the most visited Sunday, I looked up what are the top three worst Sundays to go to of the year. All right. Think what is happening in the year that would cause people to go to the lowest attendance on a Sunday. Take a guess. There are three correct answers. Um, see if you can get one of them. This is Family Feud. Survey says. All right, go ahead, Elizabeth. I have an answer. Fourth of July weekend. Fourth of July weekend comes in at number two. Good job. Fourth, fourth of July. Actually, I heard July is the absolute worst uh, attendance. People, everybody's traveling. Everybody's on summer vacation. July fourth, all that stuff. Like people don't go to don't, don't go to church. All right, Captain Jamie. Number one and number three answers still available. New Year's. It's a good guess. I'll give you partial credit. That's number three. Uh, that's the Sunday after Christmas, whatever that Sunday is after Christmas. Because aren't those kind of like wasted days? Like the sun between Christmas and New Year's. Are they, Matt? Is anything wasted in God's kingdom? Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, the number one answer. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Okay. I'm going to go Thanksgiving weekend. Good guess. No, number one answer is Memorial what? Day. Nope. Labor Day. What? Okay. Hold on, Tigers. <laughs> Number one is spring break. Whatever your spring um, break is at your it, place. Hold up. Our spring break is Easter. So how does that work? You just, oh my Lord, you just blew my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, point number two, next thing on Easter church, uh, Easter things that, the you know, just nostalgia that we talk about. We have chocolate Easter bunnies. Okay. We dye Easter eggs. Let's talk about two things here. I'm going to put us to two things. Easter egg hunts and... Chocolate crosses. Have you ever received a chocolate cross? I have. Not only do you get a chocolate Easter bunny, but as Christians, we feel like the Easter bunny is sinful, so we have to chocolate (laughs) up a cross. So also, I saw, I looked this up before we started. That's right. Chocolate bunnies are for the get. You can get, (laughs) that's right, Easter bunny bunny trying to Satan. Um, Chocolate 
You can get a chocolate crucifix with Jesus still on the cross in chocolate form. When the Lord told us about communion, I don't think he had this in mind when he said, take my body and, and eat. All right. Elizabeth, have you ever gotten a chocolate cross? Is this a thing in the Catholic faith? Do you do Easter baskets? I mean, we definitely do Easter baskets, but I feel like I would feel so terrible eating a chocolate cross. Is it not? Dis- yeah, a, it just seems disrespectful to me a little bit. It is. Sac- it seems. Yeah, it feels a little bit sacrilegious. Listen, I'm a chocolate girl. Uh, I love chocolate, but I always feel like eating a chocolate cross is a little I'm like, I don't know. This is a little much. <laughs> if you're uh, going to get a chocolate cross, make sure you get one that Jesus isn't on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Give it up to Giovanni Smith, who gives me all these lines. All right. Um, is it like, it's like, I, I saw somebody post this the other day about it. Having a chocolate cross is like, we've made a torture device into a piece of chocolate. Because the cross is a very horrible thing, and we turned it into, uh, to- we turned it into chocolate. Also, well, I think it, on a scale I mean, of one to ten, chocolate crosses was voted number nine as the worst Easter candy out there. Oh yeah, because they never use good chocolate for these things. It's always that trash, garbage, wax chocolate. <laughs> which I was like, why? And it's always huge. So you're like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? I feel like I can't waste it. I feel guilty in my soul for eating it. <laughs> My stomach hurts because it's trash chocolate. The so only it's thing- just, I'm surprised it's number nine. What's number 10? Oh, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what number 10 is in my book. Number 10 is shredded coconut that's been dyed green to look like coconut grass. <laughs> but you, mm-hmm. now what are you going to put on an Easter cake, Matt? And if you have braces, it gets all stuck in there. <laughs> Elizabeth, you made a face. Do you have a worse Halloween? I mean, a worse Halloween. <laughs> I've just never heard of anyone dying the coconut green. Just- oh yeah. Listen, when when you make a sheet cake, when you make a sheet cake for Easter Sunday, you have to you have to have like a diorama on the cake of of Easter. So what do we need? Grass, even though there's, I mean, there's grass in Israel, garden tomb. Like I mean, you know. Anyway, so we take shredded coconut, we 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 food color it up with green, and then we put it on the bottom of the cake so that we make grass. Yes, or you listen, fill it. You fill it with your uh, Easter basket or something. Salvationists, uh, we're good at a lot of things, but we are really good at theming some things up. And so you cannot serve a cake on Easter Sunday if it does not have green coconut grass on it. So are you not here for the carrot oh, cake? Oh, what a, jo- what a joke! That's such a dad <laughs> joke. Look at Elizabeth. Yeah. No. So uh, I mean, carrot coke. I see. I carrot cake. I see what you cake. did there, Elizabeth. I'll do carrot cake. Matt does not. Matt is not a cake person. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. We spicy. Need spicy take. We'll have to have that on a podcast episode one day. That cake, in my opinion, cake is the worst dessert out there. I said it. I said it. Matt, what kind of like what would be Easter pie? There's no Easter pie. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life right now? Jesus is This in is the why pie. you have to eat trash in the pie, chocolate crosses. But on the third day, he's not in the pie anymore. <laughs> That's why know? they have those little rolls now where you put the marshmallow in and when you bake it, it disappears. So it's like the tomb. <laughs> I didn't know this, uh, but did you know that pe- Americans buy just as much candy at Easter as they do on Halloween? I had no idea. I thought that Halloween would far and away destroy it like five no. I think it's five billion dollars annually on halloween candy we spend five billion dollars annually listen on halloween candy. i'm telling i'm gonna tell you candy. why right now this is because these people have not they have not uh leveled up in eastern yet this is because people are putting individual candies in their eggs southerners know you cannot do this the chocolate melts it gets nasty also it takes way too much time 
This is why you prepare the bags and other things full of candy or have them at the end and they gather the eggs. The eggs are empty. Tell them it represents the tomb. tomb. Thank you, Jesus. It represents the tomb. Tell them whatever you want. They bring you the eggs. Then you give them the candy. It's not all melted. You didn't have to spend Elizabeth, $772 listen. Listen. on candy. Don't, no, don't, don't <laughs> let her change this. Like, this is an Enneagram. This is if an Enneagram 1. Yeah. If, if an Enneagram 1 did Easter, this is what it would sound like. That is no fun. Empty eggs. I mean, what is the point of the hunt if we're all getting the same Did you also... I didn't know. Oh, you no, could. you get special eggs. Some some eggs are worth more than others. You put dollars in them or you put little papers that have prizes and you win leftover whatever. Like, uh, you know, your mom found something on clearance. And so that's a special bonus prize. Listen, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm a bad mom. I do not hide Easter eggs from my children. Yeah, um, I also don't buy Easter baskets because it's Jesus holiday and we don't have to buy presents for everything. You can also get cross-shaped lollipops from Oriental Trading. So <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> you can get like at Oriental Trading, you can get like 144 for $12 licking the cross. All right. <laughs> While we're in the same vein as candy, let's move to those wonderful peeps. Let's talk about those peeps. Um, Elizabeth, have you ever heard of a peeps war or a peeps joust before? No, but I love a peep. <laughs> All right, Captain Jamie, break it down for our listeners, what yes. you and I do with peeps. Okay, so peeps are only good for two things. One, sweet potato casserole. I'll tell you that story in a minute. Number <laughs> two, peep wars. So this is what you do. You take the peeps. Not you, the Easter bunnies. You got to get the ducks. Yeah, it has chickens. to be the little, those little chicky things. Uh, and then you put a toothpick in the, stab it in the chest. In their heart. You know, like we do. And then you put them facing each other on a paper plate and you put it in the microwave and then you turn the microwave on and as peeps heat up they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and they just grow and grow and grow eventually the toothpick of one will stab the other one and it will deflate and whoever's peep stabbed the other one wins the peep war because nothing <laughs> says let's celebrate the <laughs> death and resurrection of jesus like stabbing a peeps in the for microwave for our transgressions <laughs> there you, go. Yeah, jesus, <laughs> Listen, thank you. you can make an object lesson out of anything <laughs> they get as big as softballs no you got to try it elizabeth have a peep war <laughs> wait do you still get to eat them at the end oh yeah you can still eat them oh, they're okay. just gonna be they're gonna be hot it's like hot marshmallows all it's gonna oh, that's be great dip um, a graham cracker in it it'll be all right Captain jamie tell everybody your story about thanksgiving yeah the peeps at thanksgiving okay so one Here's year Easter peeps at thanksgiving though they was would last that long i think it was christmas no it was, it was christmas yeah, yeah, it was the snowman yeah so we went we went home for christmas one year uh and my parents are salvation army officers so obviously christmas is a really busy time um and so it was it was the day we were cooking Christmas dinner or whatever, and we were making sweet potato casserole. And I was like, Mom, where's the marshmallows? Uh, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot marshmallows. So we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Because, you know, I know self self-respecting Southerner would eat a sweet potato casserole if it didn't have, you know, either the uh, brown sugar crumble on top or the marshmallows. So I was like, Mom, you got uh, peeps. So this is back to before... Uh, Everything was open 24 hours. Like things, stores were closed. You, we couldn't just go buy marshmallows. So she had a box. I don't know why, because we were never big peep eaters. But she had a box of those little snowman peeps. And so like, okay, well, that's a marshmallow, right? So we'll just put 
put layer, layer those on the sweet potato casserole. It'll be great. Let me tell you if it was not the best sweet potato casserole that we have ever made in our whole lives. Because like the outside of the peep got like, you know how like a creme brulee, how the sugar gets all caramelized and like crispy. And so you had the layer of marshmallow. You had the crispy layer of sugar on the outside of the, the Dern peep. And it, but, it was the best. The snowman peeps look like they just opened the Ark of the Covenant and raided us a lost art. <laughs> Their faces are all melted off. Like, like if the snowman could talk, it was like, kill me, please. <laughs> yes, it was not the most attractive looking sweet potato casserole, but oh my gosh, it was amazing. So, hey, all you people out there who like sweet potato casserole, next time, put a peep on it. I don't think it really matters what what style peep, what flavor peep or whatever you put on there. Just throw some peeps on your sweet potato casserole. Trust me, you'll never go back. Last thing before we move on from peeps, five flavors that I discovered you could get peeps. You can buy peeps in this flavor. I did not know. You ready? Number one, blueberry, blueberry flavored peeps. Listen, Number- do peeps taste different? Or do they taste different? They all taste the same to me. Sounds like we need to test. Maybe. Two. We might have to do this. Fruit punch. Three, pumpkin spice. Oh, really? Four. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Lemonade. And five, this one intrigues me the most, pancakes and syrup (laughs) flavored peeps. (laughs) 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 All right, moving on. Our next point. If you grew up in the 90s, no, it couldn't have been because it didn't exist in the 90s. If you grew up as an early 2000s kid, then you remember this little thing. They call the children up to the front. All the children in the core or all the children in the church come to the front for a children's message on Easter Sunday. Sit on on the front pew. Sit on the floor. Some kid would climb on the altar and all the people would be like... I got the vapors. He's sitting on the altar. Um, they, the, a person would open this little egg carton and there would be this thing called resurrection eggs. Elizabeth, have you ever heard of resurrection eggs? No, I was clearly going to a very boring <laughs> church. Elizabeth. So there were 12 eggs and each one had an item in it that represented like something Easter, in the Easter Passion story. Week. So like there was, they, you know what it was? It was like monopoly pieces or like clue pieces. That's the size of them. They're real, they're real tiny. There's like you would open one. There's literally like a tie of a rope in there, the rope that they used to beat Jesus or something. So it'd be like clue pieces. Jesus like the little nails with the rope in the library (laughs) by Colonel Mustard. So there was a leaf, bread, coins, rope, cloth, thorns, nails, cross, sponge, spices, a a, a rock, cloves, and then you get to the twelfth egg. The last egg. And every kid gets an egg and they open it and they tell a little bit of story, except this kid with the twelfth egg. He opens the last egg and inside is absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's empty. What? Egg is empty because Jesus is resurrected from the tomb. So, Hallelujah. Know, Thank you, yes. Jesus. So the, the person leading this is, is like, yes, yes, you know, the tomb it's, is uh, empty. It's There's um, no Jesus. And then the kid holding the egg is like, the dis- oh, what, I loved, what we loved about the resurrected egg, resurrection eggs is that last kid who opened it and got nothing. And he's like, where's my fun size Snickers? <laughs> Like, miss, you gave me a busted one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is resurrection eggs are twenty years old this year, by the way. Uh so twentieth anniversary. I think actually they came it was twenty anniversary last year, but we couldn't have Easter Sunday. Thanks, Corona. But um uh just <laughs> yeah, good no. times. It was a good time. We just think for kids. And we trained our kids. You train the kids in the way they should go. Talk about these things with your children. Like you know, we're told to do that in Deuteronomy six. So uh it was just a good time. But it's just one of those things now if somebody pulls out resurrection eggs, 
everybody's happy except for that 12th kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also feel like, okay, we've been doing it for 20 years now. It may be time for us to move on to something else. It's great. It's great little prop, but you know, we've all seen it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe time to retire our resurrection eggs. Lots of people are going to be writing me some hate mail. Leave our resurrection eggs alone. <laughs> it's a perfect object lesson for. Don't touch my Sunday. eggs. <laughs> All right. Number five things we do at Easter in the church that are just awesome. Uh, that's when you get new Easter clothes. You're, you're a kid. You get those. You get that pastel dress. If you're a girl, the boys get the boys get those sharp little suits. They looking like an old man who went to Churchill Downs <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Little little taxi cab hat or whatever. So I look this up, like, why do we give, why do people wear new clothes at Easter? It's just something nice, right? Well, actually it has some history in, in history, church history. Uh, new, you wore new clothes on Easter Sunday because it represented the resurrection. The old is gone. The new has come, right? I mean, second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come in um, the court of, uh, I think it's Constantine, right? Constantinople, Constantine, I think is what we're talking about. It went on Easter Sunday. He required people to walk into church in new clothes um, because it just, again, it's a symbol of the resurrection. So um, what do you guys think? New Easter clothes. I mean, yeah, I can, I see the thing. When I was a kid, it was always nice uh, because too, like, as salvationists, you know, we wear uniforms. So that was the Sunday when we didn't have to wear a uniform. We got to wear something new. Uh, now as an officer, that's not a thing. We still have to wear our uniforms. Uh, but my kids always seem to like it. Um, you know, some new outfit. My oldest daughter is not a dress person, so she doesn't, you know, as long as I don't make her force her to wear a dress, <laughs> she's happy to have something new. Um, but it is. And it's like it, it's the perfect opportunity for moms to, you know, get their kids these little coordinating outfits. And then you take the nice little family mm -hmm. picture mm -hmm. and. Easter, I think Easter Sunday clothes, and I forgot to mention this, but back at Chocolate Crosses, but like Easter egg hunts, those really are for moms. Those are for moms. Like you, you, you dress up in your clothes for mom and pictures and you do an Easter egg hunt, even though it's really awkward for all of us, uh, Easter egg hunt, you do it for mom. Elizabeth, you made a face. You what? have. What, what, tell me what's awkward at an Easter egg hunt. Oh, okay. Let's see. You're a parent and you're a little like. 10 year old or not 10 year old. Oh, let's go younger. Let's say your five year old runs out there. Well, then a seven year old runs out there and steals Easter eggs as your five year old was bending down to pick up that egg. As a parent, do you not feel awkward in that moment? Like, should I go push that little seven year old down so that my kid gets an egg? <laughs> okay. I can see that perspective. It sounds like you need to lay some better rules. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I'd say that. Listen, so, the only reason my kids. You, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we dye eggs every year, although like I'm like, what, what is the point in this? Because we're just immediately going to let them cool off. Well, I mean, they're cool off anyway, but we're just going to let them sit there for a little bit. Uh, here's the only reason we dye Easter eggs is because it's the, yeah, yes, it's the perfect vehicle to then get to enjoy deviled eggs or egg salad. <laughs> deviled eggs. Oh, my. It's the Easter bunny eggs on Sunday. <laughs> That's right. The devil. <laughs> we, need the, we need a better name for these deviled eggs on Easter Sunday. Elizabeth, did you get uh, Easter clothes? Did you get Easter dresses and on stuff? I absolutely did. And we coordinated via my brother and we looked adorable. Oh man, <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. Speaking of pictures, I think Captain Jamie's trying to convince me to make this the, the image on the uh, podcast. 
but my mom has a picture. She sent it to me this morning, actually, of me wearing, I'm like, what, five years old? Chem Four, Pro? I think. Your sister had just been born. So. so I'm wearing light blue pastel pants, white shirt, pink suspenders, white, the white, shiny, like patent leather shoes. Yeah, boy looks dapper. <laughs> All right, let's say, yeah, boy, likes Dava. So if uh, Elizabeth and Captain Jamie convince me, we'll put that picture up as the. Uh, oh, listen, there's no convincing you. I have the picture. I'll just send it to Elizabeth. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Number six on our list of eight things that are funny about just church at Easter time is this phrase. Are you ready? He is risen, Captain Jamie. He is risen indeed. The Pascal greeting, the one Sunday a year where you can talk to people in code. At, on Easter Sunday, it's he is risen. Some, a speaker says he is risen. And then the congregation or people will say back as a greeting. He's risen indeed. On other Sundays of the year, you'll recognize this as God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Which, let me just say, a spicy take. God is good, folks. But when I hear this in a church or on a Sunday morning, it is hard for me not to roll my eyes. I'm sorry. I, if <laughs> well, I get, first of all, no, let me tell you, you what if happened. If you have complaints, write them to tim.foley at usn.salvagearmy.com. <laughs> Listen, Matt will always, every time, we have been married for almost 20 years. Every time somebody <laughs> says God is good, they say, so here, here's the deal, Elizabeth. Have you heard this before? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you somebody at the yeah somebody at the pulpit says God is good, and the congregation says all the time. And, and Lord, the person, the, Lord, help us if the audience doesn't say it loud enough, so they say it again. God is good. <laughs> and so yes, and so then after they say all the time, then the person at the podium says all the time, and the congregation says God is good. Well, somewhere along the line, Matt has I don't know. He's probably right because he's the history person, but this is not the correct way to say it so every time somebody says it matt will make a point to say Loudly. go ahead matt god is good all the time all the time all the time <laughs> so all evidently the time that tra traditionally yes traditionally you don't repeat god is good you just say all the time again <laughs> and so matt is the only person who rather loudly is like all the time <laughs> Mm, I, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> but Easter Sunday is the only Sunday where you can say he's risen, he's risen indeed. We can't say it. You can say it any other Sunday. But like if you said it on July 4th Sunday, which we said was one of the People worst attended like, Sundays. On July 4th, I think I'm going to go to somebody and go, he's risen. And they're going to say <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Uh, so it does like it is. It is great. It's a, you know, tradition, church tradition fantastic but it is funny like we say it 757 times in church because it's the only day you can say it <laughs> so we are going to get our year's worth of mileage out of he is risen i think that there's this thing in in pulpit etiquette when you're walking to the pulpit in church i think there's this thing um called covering fire where is you don't know what to say and you don't like dead air so we say these things to just try to fill the void so like that's why when people are walking up, when somebody's nervous, they're going to go up to lead a song and they don't know what to say. They get up there and they say, God is good all the time. All the all time. The God time. is good. It puts him at his, <laughs> all the time. And then, but on Easter Sunday, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. Number seven, wrapping this, wrapping up to our last two points here, the sunrise service. But you guys can't see this because this is an uh, audible obviously podcast sunrise s u n there's that sunrise for those people god bless them who get up and at 6:30 in the morning are there to watch the sunrise 
But for you lazy Janes, <laughs> there's a thing called the Sunrise, S-O-N, <laughs> Rise Service. That's just how you get away so, with not being up when the sun rises. <laughs> those are for the people who want to sleep in until 8 in the morning and then get to church and then have a sunrise service. So the sun rises at 6.48 a.m. here in Alexandria, Virginia, on Easter morn. So for all you people who get up there and uh, do that, good on you. Good for you. <laughs> for those who are like, I don't care if it's Easter or not. I ain't getting up at sunrise. <laughs> for, those of you, for those of you who want to sleep in, you have the sunrise service then. Um, did you know a lot of these? So the first sunrise service actually took place in 1732. So it's been around for a long time. But you know what's cool? Um, I don't know if a lot of people have done this. We did this in Fredericksburg. We were the Salvation Army pastors, the Corps officers in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And um, our sunrise service used to be in a cemetery, uh, the National Battlefield. So for those of you, who, there was a battle of Fredericksburg in the Civil War. So right by the Salvation Army Corps there is a, is a is on tiered uh, battlefield uh, cemetery. So we would go up on the hill on, sunri- on Easter morning, sunrise, and be surrounded by all these headstones, but to be in a cemetery on the sun coming over the, the hill. Yeah, it is. It's one of the highest points in that area. So you can look out over the town from the cemetery and see the sunrise. It was very cool. It was, it was very cool. But I think uh, uh, to, for it's nice to uh, – not too many people that I know of have sunrise service in cemeteries. No, that was a tradition there, I think, because of the location next to the core and because you can see the whole town. Also because yeah. it's a cemetery. And why not? <laughs> yep. So it was, and the it was co- beautiful. Yeah, I mean, and we have sunrise service because, like... Well, and I think there's something was, symbolic, too, about, right, like, hiking up to the... Like, hiking up to that point to see the sunrise. Uh, you know, something somewhat... A little bit reminiscent of, you know, the the journey that Jesus would have taken to the cross and all that stuff, so... Right. And we have sunrise services because, you know... Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed. So we have that celebration. I think we can name uh, pretty much every Salvation Army schedule, every Salvation Army core schedule on Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday. You're going to have a sunrise service, S-U-N for the brave people, S-O-N, rise for the 9 o'clock sleeping in. Then you're going to have some sort of breakfast, right? Easter breakfast. You're going to have a breakfast. Easter breakfast, usually cooked by the men's club. And... Let's face it; it's not going to be great. But on Easter morning, it's gonna. Well, you got up at you got up at five thirty to get to church by six. Everybody's starving, so it don't matter. Scrambled eggs are, that got poured out of a carton are going to taste real good. <laughs> All right. Then we have our Easter egg hunt, which is awkward when, as a parent, you want to push down a seven year old. And then you're going to have your church service. So. All right. Last point, and this is one of my favorites. I love this part of Easter is the absolute Easter bops that we sing at time. Now, I'm not talking like the hymns that we do, like Christ the Lord is risen today. All the time, God is good. (laughs) No, I'm talking in the 90s, we had a lady named Sandy Patty, Mm. and she rocked our world. First, she hit us with Via Della Rosa and broke (laughs) us, and then she hit us with was it a morning like this? Now, for you kids out there who don't know this song, you're going to have to YouTube it. Was it a morning like this? Sandy Patty, YouTube it. It's amazing. Was it a morning like this? Um, gosh, I can't remember the lyrics now off the top of my head. And we can't play it because it's it's not in the Did public the, domain. Right. We have to pay for it. <laughs> Did the grass sing? Did the earth Let's rejoice? It's to feel you again. Yeah. Over and over. 
in a never-ending round. Did the earth sing? What is it? No, no, I had it. Now I lost it. It's a part where it says, did the earth uh, pound, rejoice, something like that? Oh, gosh. He is risen. Yep. That's what it is. Then we had new song came out with Arise, My Love. Yes. Arise, my love. (laughs) If you didn't do a sign language interpretive sign language show rise my love did you even easter like one hand left hand arise my love lifting up next to the right hand arise my love nailed it but then there was that part two where they mixed it up where they said sin like well you remember you had to have that satan voice in the song sin where are your shackles death where is your sting that's my trying to do by vibrato Hell, hell hath been defeated. And then crescendo, the grave could not hold. I'm singing. Uh, This is terrible. The king. That's the last line. Then we had Easter song, Keith Green. Man, that was a great, that's, those are just discussions. That one kind of felt like, I feel like we don't listen to that one as much anymore. It doesn't get as much play time. There was also Ray Bolts. Ray Bolts? Was it Ray Bolts? Watch the Lamb? Yep. I watched the Lamb. Mm. Well, that's more that's more via Della Rosa, but still, yes, you're right. It it has it. So <laughs> these are just a three of the songs. There's a countless more out there. And I don't think you can't like hit us up in the comments, but you know, <laughs> these are all if you have a great Easter song, let us know somehow. Maybe we'll shout and you out. Social media. You can post it on our social media. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can you can comment on the social medias and just, just share it. Like cause like I don't know any more. Since like 2010, right? With like Hillsong and Maverick City and all these guys. Um, are there any new Easter bops out there that no, like... I mean, like we, there are songs that talk about the resurrection, but I feel like we're not, we don't choreo drama in the same way we used to choreo drama. Rest in power, Carmen. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there are songs, I just think the style of music, like we don't necessarily tell story. Yeah. Right now. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't our, know. I just oh, feel like that's, the, a, that's like, a that's a podcast for another day. How our praise and worship is no perhaps more us focused. I mm. didn't say that. That yeah. is not what I said. Stop putting words in my mouth. All those emails. <laughs> Tim.foley at <laughs> Yeah. It, you're right though. You're right. We do need like there was something it's like we're teasing about these songs, but man, they are just even today. I'll be honest, it's it, it might be nostalgia factor, but there is something like there's, a, there's, like, some, oh, yeah. there's something like a little it hits the soul, it hits the yeah. soul a little bit there. That's probably a little nostalgia <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, um, folks, we've had a little bit of fun today with, with Easter Sunday, but we do remember that the resurrection of Jesus is so important. Mark chapter 16, verses five and seven. Uh, we'll start at verse four. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are, for, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. Indeed. <laughs> he is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. But Jesus is risen. He is risen. He, and he is indeed risen. It's, you know, sometimes when we tell other people the story of salvation, we put Jesus on the cross, but we forget that it wasn't just the cross that. Uh, by our freedom, it was his resurrection. It was his conquering of death that uh, made it possible. We we believe that he died on the cross for us, 
um, to take away our sin. But we also believe that he conquered death in his resurrection and has made us new. Therefore, because of his resurrection, the old has gone. The new has come. So this Easter Sunday, it's I think as this podcast comes out, it will be Good Friday. But this Sunday, when you're singing on your you're singing those Easter hymns on Sunday morning, perhaps it'll just hit a little more close to home. Uh, just a new freshness to it that He is risen, indeed. He He is risen. Yeah, and I would say um, actually, you're you should be getting right about the time that this comes out your April copy of Peer Magazine, and there's a great article feature article in there um, called Beyond the Eggs, um, and talks a little bit about the hi- the history of Easter, why we celebrate Easter, when we celebrate it at that time of year, um, what the the days of Holy Week meant. It's just a great uh, feature write up about um, about Easter. So go check that out in April's Peer Magazine. All right, now to one of our favorite favorite parts of this podcast, our weekly question, what is giving you joy? Elizabeth, what's giving you joy this week? I'm going to go with jelly beans. Yes. <laughs> I feel like those are Easter, right? Yes, they are. Is, yeah. I think jelly bean, Matt, yes, I think. It is. We looked this up. It is the, it's jelly beans are the number one Easter candy in America. That's fun. Now, Elizabeth, are you, do you like regular jelly beans or do you like jelly belly jelly beans? Oh, no, no. I like like the OG CBS <laughs> brand, just like the yes. red and orange colored ones. <laughs> it's a good pick, though. If I think every that's a great pick. Jelly beans. Everybody in America loves jelly beans. Yeah. Matt, do you have a favorite Easter candy? Don't say chocolate cross. Oh, you're lying if you say chocolate cross. <laughs> uh, I think, can I steal yours? I'm going to say yours and you won't have anything to say. I think um, Reese's... Uh, Peanut butter yes, eggs. The peanut butter eggs. Yeah. It is. So many people love the Cadbury eggs. Oh, uh, I'm not into that like malted thing. That's not my vibe, but I am here for a Reese's Easter egg all all day, every day. Yep. Now I'm going to have to stop at the store and get me a Reese's egg before they go out. I like how we just take normal candy, like Halloween, like M&M's. They dye them like black and orange for Halloween. They take the exact same M&M's. They put them in pastel colors and sell charge them you extra. Easter. And we're like, yes, give it to me. This is this is yeah. lamb, lamb, Pascal lamb flavored M&M's. <laughs> Gross. Uh, All right, Matt, what's giving what's you giving joy, me joy is a song that, again, I'm just take one song. Andrew Peterson, uh, Christian artist, sings this song. It's pretty old, it's, but it's called The Good Confession. The Good Confession by Andrew Peterson. You can look it up. Great. I just love the chorus. I believe he is the Christ, the son of the risen, uh, the son of the living God. And um, it's just like a, it's like a testimony song, a hymn song. And it just hits me because uh, Easter, I believe he is the Christ, the son of the living God. Great stuff. Yeah. So my giving you joy is spring break. So at the time of this recording, spring break is next week, but as it releases, uh, we will actually be in spring break. And I am in, I'm just in need of a spring break. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. I, I am taking off work, taking some vacation time. Uh, but I, you know, just plan on being present with my children and sleeping, probably cleaning uh, which is not my favorite way to spend vacation, but I I just feel like I don't know, especially this year. I I am ready for it. I am ready for spring break. All right, <laughs> exactly exciting! Yay! Well, and that's what I want to do. Like a little commercial before we wrap up here, before we close this up. You will not want to miss taking a spring break. That's the time that moves and new appointments come out in the Salvation Army. You will not want to miss our next 
episode of the Battle Line Podcast. We are going to talk to a person who used to sit in those rooms when moves and appointments were made. So if you have questions, thoughts, what was this like when moves happen? Is it like the NFL draft and stuff like that? We'll find out next episode. So you won't, we won't want to miss that. And for all of you out there, thank you for hanging with us. Enjoy this Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. All right. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen. And be sure to check out the Peer website, peermag.org, or follow Peer on all the socials at peer.magazine. Lastly, we have a sister podcast from the War Cry called the Fight for Good Podcast. Check them out. Until next time. This has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, everybody. See you later. 